Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Odyssey Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train. All aboard! <laughs> Welcome to the Wacky Walleye Cutting Edge Outdoor Show. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm just kind of curious. Is it snowing by you yet? Boy, we had a lot of rain last night, and the weatherman says we should have a little snow this morning. Well, hopefully you're playing it safe out on the roads today. Hey, my name is Tom Neubauer, and my co-host is Danny Bush. He's in here today. And, of course, Sam Sam, is, Sam I Am is on the boards as usual. Uh, you know, the Cutting Edge Outdoors show, which is the Wacky Walleye's Cutting Edge Outdoors, comes to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. And if you got any questions or comments or brag about a big deer you shot or big fish you caught, whatever, you can call us at 414-799-1250 or email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com, which we do have a lot of this morning. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. You're back to that fellas thing again. I told you only old guys use the word fellas. Well, that's funny because there's several radio stations where they got jocks on that are only in their 30s. And they, they as a matter of fact, one of them's called, uh, the show is called The Fellas, the national no, show. Okay, well, I yeah. guess they're, so they're wearing old people's actually. They're wearing old people's clothes, too. So, yeah, yeah you asked about the weather. Uh, light rain in Pewaukee. Traffic is light yeah. and variable on Highway 94. We have one rope. That's the report. So no snow yet, huh? Okay. No, no snow, Tom. You're not oh. going to make a snowman out here. Oh, no. No way. Last night, man, it was really coming down. Thunder, lightning, heavy rain. It was something. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, we got some uh, emails that came in, uh, one this week and a couple this morning. You ready for them? I'm sure you're happy with those emails. Let's yeah, let them I go. Like, I like you're ha- I, like I know. They make you happy, Tom. Yeah, I like it when we get emails. Uh, anyway, yeah. Paul A., Right, he's a regular listener. He says, "Does Santa have to worry about his reindeer getting chronic wasting disease?" Okay, Paul, I think was trying to be funny there, but yes, he does, Paul. If if uh, Santa's reindeer and uh, CWD deer start canoodling, well, yep, yeah, then they might. 
Anyway, okay. And this uh, is you're from, happy with that one. Good job, Paul. Yeah, this is uh, this is from Jason in Sun Prairie or Pleasant Prairie. Excuse me, Jason from Pleasant Prairie. He says, "Good morning, fellas." This is Jason from Pleasant Prairie. I have been meaning to email you guys for a few weeks in regards to the ammo shortage. I know it's a little late for deer season, but I wanted to put it out there. If anyone is looking for 30 out 6 or shotgun ammo, I have an abundance with some that I'd like to liquidate. I have tons of slugs and buckshot and a few 10-gauge. I'm not looking to get rich off of it. Just want a fair value. My dog, Benelli... And I have been doing a good amount of pheasant hunting lately. There are a couple of public spots in Kenosha in Walworth County we like to go to. We stay away from Bong because even though he's nine, he's too hyper, and there's always lots of hunters out there. That is true. Thanks, guys. I love the show, and always listen to it on the podcast. Now, I do have Jason's uh, phone number, so if anybody wants to contact him, to, you know, for the 30 out 6 and the shotgun shells, all you got to do is uh, email us at the CEO guys at yahoo.com. Tell me you want his number, and I will email it to you. So simple as that. And then... Then? Yeah, then he next. follows up just before the show started. Oh, I see. He, he's <coughs> he sent a bunch of pictures of ammo and shotgun shells. Okay. Anyway, I don't think people there, need to see that. So. Odd, odd six and uh, shotgun. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I got his phone number. So, if anybody, you know, wants it, all they got to do is email us. And I'll get it out to them. So, anyway, Danny, what have you been doing? Um, yeah, yeah, well, um, not a whole lot here. You were uh, speaking of, uh, of ammo. Along those lines... Um, I know of somebody uh, who has uh, a couple of uh, reloaders that she wants to sell. Uh, one is a 12-gauge reloader, and the other is a 20-gauge reloader. The 20-gauge reloader looks like brand new. Uh, it's a MEC, I believe, is what the MEC. I hope I'm right on that. But it's the, it's the name brand, and so they've got the 20-gauge the reloader, 12-gauge reloader, some some wads uh, for 20 gauge and 12, a couple of half bag full. They're not full bags full, but some wads. Uh, one pack of primers and uh, oh, two two bags of shot, seven and a half shot, and uh, then a bunch of reloading manuals and uh, you know just kind of miscellaneous stuff that goes along with it and. Um, Anyway, she's looking to sell it, wants to sell it all together. If anybody is interested, you can give me a call at, uh, I'll just put my number out there, 414-416-3893. Give me a call and, uh, or email. You could email Tom. He likes, get, likes to get emails, so you could maybe kill two birds with one stone. Email the show, make Tom happy, and then get a hold of me via, he'll forward it to me at ceoguys at yahoo.com, and uh, you'll be able to get a package deal. And and on in today's, oh, also she's got some some empty 12-gauge, uh, I guess you'd call them the hulls, Tom, I guess, once they're shot, and some 20-gauge, right, yeah. a little bit of everything. So in today's world, you know, Tom, I, I would do the reloading 
Like, uh, I talked to a friend of mine, and, you know, I was talking about getting that uh, Franke Affinity shotgun in 20-gauge. And a friend of mine said, well, you know, you're looking at getting a 20-gauge. You ought to get that 20-gauge reloader. And I went over by Al Shook this week, and he showed me. He actually loaded a shelf for me and showed me how easy it is with those reloaders. And it, it's really pretty cool, and it looks like it'd be fun to do. Um, but, you know, I just don't have room for this stuff. You know, I, I, I got so much junk, I just have no room. If I had a big basement downstairs where I could set up a reloading table, but I can see how that would be fun. Now, as far as economically wise, you can buy, in the past anyway, you could buy shotgun shells by bulk and maybe by reloading, you don't save yourself a heck of a lot. But uh, it still looks like it would be a fun thing to do. Have you ever done any reloading, Tom, is my no, question. No, I've seen it done, and you're right, it is easy. You know, once you know how to do it and you got the right proper machine. But, you know, for a person, let's say, who was in a, a skeet shooting club, you know, somebody who goes to the to the gun ranges shooting uh, those clay birds and that, uh, I can see if they're sh shooting that every, if they're in like a club and they're sh out there shooting once or twice a week and they're shooting a couple hundred a week, well, yeah, you know, that, that might really work out for them, you know. But I can see where it's... Uh, I don't know, maybe a labor of love, too. Something that's interesting and enjoyable to a person to do, you know, that reloading well, their own stuff. Yeah. Well, for um, for deer hunting, I hunt with a gentleman named Walt, and Walt reloads. He's big into the different types of guns, mm -hmm. and uh, he reloads for the for the rifles. And uh, he made he reloaded me a nice box of uh, Nosler ballistic tip, two seventy. And he gave me the box, and it shows what powder he used, how many grains of powder. And they've actually got reloading manuals out there that show different different uh, proje bullets, projectiles, and different types of powder, and how much, and the velocity, feet per second, that you're likely to get from that load. And some guys might work up a hot load that's going to be up to the maximum chamber pressures for maximum velocity. Other guys might tame it down a little bit uh, if they want to go with the lower recoiling round for a kid to shoot or just for accuracy purposes you know it's not all about speed it's making sure your bullet hits where you want it to and these guys will experiment because it's amazing different even factory ammo if you go to buy factory ammo they say buy three or four different brands in your caliber shoot them all and the one that shoots best in your firearm use that for hunting because they're not, you know, you might find a load that shoots super accurate, and that's what these guys do, Tom, is they fine-tune their load, and it's fun for them working up their concoction, kind of like Tom in the kitchen making his special recipe and testing to see how good it tastes. Well, their their taste test is at the firing range, at the gun range, and see to see how accurate it is. So you can see how you could get kind of obsessed with that hobby. Oh, yeah, I can see that. And, and I'm sure, you know, the guys who do it enjoy it. Uh, Danny, I wanted to bring this up real quick. You know, Johnny Morris over at Bass Pro Shops, he wants to buy everything. You know, anything that's outdoorsy. Right now, well, he was trying to buy Sportsman's Warehouse. You've heard of them. Remember when they mm -hmm. used to be here in Wisconsin? Yes, we were good friends yeah. with those guys that, uh, that ran it. Yeah, anyway, uh, he wanted to buy them, but it fell through. It fell through right now, but, you know, it seems like Johnny Morris, he wants to buy every outdoor possibility out there, it seems like, you know. So, but well, I guess he's, 
I guess he's going to have to if he's going to compete with the Amazons of the world because, yeah. you know, every dummy and their brother, including myself sometimes, is finding the what you want on Amazon with free next day shipping or something. And instead of going to the sporting goods store, you do that. But, but you know, I sure hope the brick and mortar stores never go away because there's something cool about going to a sporting goods store. And even if you're not looking to buy something in particular, just browsing and walking around. Now, they've made it an, an experience to go to these stores with their mounts and their fish tanks and so forth. But it's always cool just walking and seeing all the guns and the new fishing rods and the lures and, and I mean, what have you. And you always seem to find a reason to buy something when you're in there, at least a guy like I does. I do. Um, but it, 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 as a kid, I used to go to Nikolai Sporting Goods in Green Bay. Oh, yeah, and I that was that. Yeah, Nikolai. They had one on the east side where I could ride my bike there. And um, I remember going there and, and looking and seeing when the Ruger 1022s first came out. I remember looking at those on the wall. And uh, I remember hearing an Eagles song for the first time walking through. It's funny how you remember certain places you were when you hear a song. But I remember being there as a kid, and and I would I'd probably they, they probably drove the store employees nuts. Here's that stupid kid again, walking around for hours looking at stuff, and then maybe I'd buy a two dollar snake proof frog once I left, because that's all the money I had in my pocket. But later they opened on the west side too, and I bought my first firearm out of there new when out of, when I was out of college. Um, you know, but it was great. You know, long story short, it was great going to those sporting goods stores. You know, and I sure hope they never go away. Do you remember at Nikolai's when they used to have the in-store promotions where all the reps would come out there and uh, some people of note, and they'd have, have them lined up with all, you know, showing off all the different products, fishing products. Do you remember that those? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember that so much. I, I remember Mary, a cashier girl that I dated from Nikolai. I think of her often. But that, uh, no, I don't remember those guys uh I don't remember those. Well, the only ones I remember going to not only Nikolai, I believe they came, but even just to the sporting goods department at Monkey Wards or wherever, was the uh, they used to have the the uh, Zebco guy come and do a Zebco clinic where you could bring in your Zebco 33 right. or whatever. And right then and there, he would take it apart, clean it, lube it. Uh, put line on it. They they might have a line special where they charge one cent a foot or something goofy like that. I I miss those. I wish they had those because I still like those old Zebco rods for reels for pan fishing, and I got some that need some work right now. Yeah, because I used to uh, do those in-store promos because I, you know, worked for a rep group too. You know, back in the day, and we used to do those promotions at Nikolai's and at Bob's Bait. Uh, as a matter of fact, we did them all over the, the Midwest, you know, and it was kind of a pain. But you met a lot of uh, interesting people. As a matter of fact, right next door to Nikolai's, there, do you remember the batting cage? I remember the batting cage? Yeah. Yes. I went there yeah. one time, and I couldn't hit anything. And in, right next to there, there was a, a taxidermist. I want to say his name was Thibodeau or something. He did my bear rug in 1988. Okay. But that was right right, right there somewhere, as I recall. Yeah, when we were doing a promotion, when the promotion was over, or maybe at lunchtime, a uh, bunch of us guys who were promoting whatever products, we'd go out to the batting cage and, and hit balls around. So I remember that. It was a lot of fun. 
But right now, it's also a lot of fun is listening to these commercials we got coming up. So, folks, you want to stay tuned. It's only going to be for a few minutes. We are the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors, and we'll be right back. There's a port on a western bay, and it serves a hundred ships a day. Lonely sailors pass the time away and talk about their homes. And there's a girl in this harbor town, and she works laying whiskey down. They say brandy, fetch another round. She serves them whiskey and wine. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hopefully you're sitting having whiskey and wine right now, served by a girl named Brandy. Probably not. Probably having your morning coffee. And we thank everybody for getting on board the crazy train this morning, being up this early. We always take make it a point to thank law enforcement, healthcare workers, first responders, military, and everybody else out there keeping our country rolling. And uh, Tom, was do we have any more emails, or was that it? Just no, that, those three. That, that, that's it right now. But you know, out in Idaho, I was reading this one article. There's a lake in Idaho. It's about a hundred feet deep. That they're just pulling in all a numbers of seven and eight pound smallmouth bass. What? And, yeah, numbers of them. Uh, not not just like one here and there. They're they're. As a matter of fact, they showed a picture of. One, uh, uh, excuse me, two fellas in a boat in one day had three smallmouth over seven pounds. I mean, it, it, it's just on fire, I guess. But uh, I was thinking then at the time, I was thinking, geez, what is the, the world record smallmouth? And I couldn't remember. I remember it was from Dale Hollow in Tennessee. And it was it's like 12 pounds, isn't it? Eleven fifteen, yeah, just about eleven pounds. Boy, I can't believe it. I'm so smart. Yeah, can you imagine a smallie that's like twelve pounds? It's like, oh my lord! And these fish were like twenty two, twenty three inches, but they were like eighteen, nineteen, twenty inches of girth. Yeah, they they were some hefty oh, oh, dudes. Okay, so now I got a question. Okay, which lakes were these? No, it was one lake. I don't remember the name of the lake. You don't. And I where don't did you hear that. about this? Where did you, in a magazine or something? Uh, I was reading on uh, this one fishing news site. News site. So yeah, some. And... Oh, go ahead. So, so some lake in Idaho. Are they catching them now, or yeah, is that yeah, uh, yeah. right now? now? now Open even, water yeah. in the snow. <laughs> in the snow. Yeah, it's not frozen over yet. But uh, the other thing was, I was reading the uh, Wisconsin Outdoor News. I'm sure you had it too, where that big muskie was caught. The, the catch and release record muskie? Yeah, I've only seen that about 10 times. Really? Oh. Yeah, I saw that a number of places, yes. The guy in Minnesota, yeah. they were going to release it, and then uh, and then it, uh, yeah, yeah. What was I it, mean, like 58 inches? Yeah, I think 50, 55 pounds, I believe. Yeah, and, uh, and And so they, and there's been ones that big caught and released over the years from Malax, Vermillion probably too. That guys just took a let it go, but I guess it was bleeding, and uh, and they decided to keep it. You know what? It's a record fish. More power to them. Um, I give you know 
If I ever get a 55 pounder, I think it's still okay. I, I I'm going to be mighty mighty tempted to thump it on the head and take it to Dan Johnson Taxidermy and let him make a mold of it. So he's got a mold of all those giant muskies for other people when they catch and release them. They can get a molded fish. But uh, yeah, I, I'd be tempted to keep it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 58 inches, 55 pounds. That's uh, that's quite a fish. <laughs> that's that's big. Yeah, that's something else. Well, also, it gets, it, it, it uh, get uh, top, just topic real quick. I believe strongly, of course, in the catch and release, okay? Um, but once you get a fish that's that huge, uh, just because you release it doesn't necessarily, it's going to be the next world record anyway. Right. So, right. you know, I, you know, sure, everybody releases, you know, their 40, 45, 48, even 50-inch muskies. But you get a fish that big, that's probably at the top of its, uh, that's as good as it's going to get in most cases. Yeah, because fish eventually do die of old age. They eventually do. Uh, But here's something that I found very interesting. You know, the Japanese have been eating weeds uh, that are good for you, I guess, for years. And even here in America, there's certain weeds that are good for you to eat. Spirulina. Uh, Huh? Spirulina. Okay, that one. Yeah, like from the ocean, right? Right, right. Yeah. There's weeds in the ocean, like even kelp they'll eat and whatever. They'll dry it out. And, you know, some of these, uh, like, I mean, I don't eat sushi and stuff like that, but they use uh, these dried weeds in making that, too. Well, anyway, I was just reading the other day. There's a new one. They've been doing tests on this. You've heard of hydrilla, right? Yes. Okay, hydrilla is found in southern states it's found in about 30 states we don't have it here in wisconsin but there's about 30 states that have it but especially down in the southeast okay and florida especially you hear a lot about it in florida because big bass live in those in the hydrilla beds and that well it turns out that hydrilla is an excellent health supplement it's got amazing amounts of b12 and calcium so you know, if somebody's out there and they're fishing around the hydrilla area and they want to get a little pick-me-up, just grab a leaf and start chewing on it. <laughs> you know, I for a second there, I thought I was listening to one of those Sunday morning radio talk uh, talk uh, talk advertisements, infomercials, <laughs> yeah, where where they're trying to sell the Doctor Doctor Shazam's magical, you know, vitamin D, E, and kale. This will improve your, your everything. Yeah, yeah, I, I but, know. But yeah, but they, they now now you know because what's going to happen now is they're going to start harvesting hydrilla, and they're going to start drying it out and packaging it, and eventually you're going to find it in. Uh, I don't know what aisle of the store it'd be in, but you're going to find it in stores. You will find it eventually. Hydrilla rhymes with Godzilla. But, yeah. uh, you know, when I think you yeah. talk about spirulina, Tom, finally I came up with a fancy word. You had no clue what it was, like you all do to me. Spirulina, I used to take that back in my powerlifting days, and it, it was green, and you know what it smelled like? Weed. Weeds. It, it smelled like... like- it smelled like weeds, and somebody told me that that stuff would help him. Imp- I don't know what they did. Uh, they maybe took 
the same thing with liver tablets. I was taking 25 of those a day because they did experiments, you know, where they'd take rats and they'd put a bucket full of water. And then the ones that had the most spirulina or liver or whatever swam around and, and lasted one hour longer before they drowned compared to the rats that didn't take the spirulina. <laughs> those were the type of type of experiments that a young and dumb guy into working out would listen to and you'd take just about anything. Uh, yeah, so the one thing I didn't take was the steroids, but uh, we tried everything else. Yeah, here uh, we just got another email from our friend Al Shook. He said, my favorite place was the sports shack in Muskego. I remember that place. Like Bushy, I spend hours walking around, touching and dreaming of great adventures, then buy some BBs and head home. Yeah, I know. I There's two places where I can spend time in, and that's a sports shop or a hardware store. You know, looking at hardware stuff, too. Sport, sport shop or a strip joint, one of the two will definitely keep you for a while. But yeah. uh, I was looking on Ida. You can't do that. You're married now. I, I you never know, really I don't do cared that. for him, even when I wasn't married. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, Tom. I'm serious. So, oh, okay. so, anyway, I was looking online. Uh, Idaho angler catches record-breaking smallmouth bass. Yeah. That was it, too. shack D-W-O-R-S-H-A-K, Reservoir in Idaho. You know, I'm considering a black bear hunt to Montana or Idaho, and our friend Randy Reading forwarded me. I had lost Dave Doms, who used to work for the DNR here and did some fishing trips with us. Uh, Dave Doms now works for Idaho Fish and Game out there, I believe. I was going to ask him for some tips on or if he has any hookup for the black bear hunt. But now i got to ask him about this smallmouth fishing because, man, if a guy could combine a, a spring bear hunt with chasing those giant smallmouth, I'd be all in on that, man. Yeah, that sounds real interesting. That sounds good. And there's something I want to ask the audience. And they can call during the show anytime. Call or email us during the show anytime. I wanted to ask them, since we're getting close to Christmas, Danny, what their favorite Christmas movie is. Now, that topic came up on, a, on another show, and one of the names of a movie was Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Now, I firmly believe that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Do you think it is? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to ask the audience so what their favorite Christmas movie is, number one, and number two, if they think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, because there's some people who don't think it is. But let's let's add a number three to that, Tom. Ask them what was their or is their favorite sports shop to browse as oh, a yeah. as a young, just like Al Shook weighed in on that. What was your favorite place? Mine was Nikolai's. Uh, what's his name? Al mentioned the one place, uh, whatever that was. If you want to let us know, what's your favorite sporting goods store? There or was, was your a, as a kid. Yeah, there was a small place. Uh, called Angler's Inn over by Timmerman Airport. Uh, they're just a small place, but it, it, was, it was a good live bait shop, and they were open early, you know. Didn't have a big selection of hard baits in that. But there was, uh, oh, geez, I'm trying to think. Because there were a bunch of, you know, small sports shops. Have you noticed, like, small bait shops? There, there's not that many anymore, you know. There's not no. that many. No, in the small bait shops, uh, in fact, Troy Woodrow had a suggestion for us in our show years ago. He said that we ought to have a uh, uh, featured bait shop yeah. every week, 
you know, where around Wisconsin anyway, where we'd have a featured bait shop, uh, that which is a pretty cool idea because, you know, we did over the years talk, talk to a number of bait shop owners, and there's some that are personal friends of ours, but it is cool in that your local bait shop, uh, you know, really in most cases has people that do have the knowledge, and in most cases they're friendly, they're going to tell you what's biting where, uh, I forget the low slogan that our old friend John Lehman said. You're, the, what do you say, the best advice for the best price? Your local, you know, yeah, bait, he yeah, had a slogan. Right at the best price, yeah, yeah. Right, and and the best advice. Yeah. And, but, and it's but, true. Yeah, but now it seems like, I mean, I mean it's hard, I, you know, to try and for these small shops to come. For years it's been hard to compete with the big box stores. You know, uh, and now, of course, with Amazon and that, on all this online shopping, I mean, uh, I'm surprised Dick Smith is holding out as long as they are, you know. and Well, it, I think they, speaking of them, I, I got an email. I think their sale is still going on right now. If you, yeah. The nice thing that Dick Smith has is this. The big box, it's going to be hit or miss whether or not, you know, you're going to find exactly what you want. Dick Smith, I will say one thing. They do a good job, being as they are fishermen themselves, of ordering the real stuff that people are going to want and look for. Maybe a hard-to-find item that you just don't find at the big box. So they do a great job. Every time I go there, they seem to have what I want, whether it's a certain type of sinker or whatever. And, uh, and, and they, you know, they keep their prices. They got, they got some sales and so forth. But I would suggest everybody out there, to rather, okay, so what? You're going to save 10 bucks by going to the big box. Who cares? Support the small business and go there instead. Right. Well, folks, we got the bottom of the hour break now coming up. Uh, after the break, we have the gut report. So uh, you might want to stay tuned. Uh, Dan Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer, we'll be right back with more. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, it's going to be a short one today, folks, because I want to tell you about when you're cooking, sometimes you've got to change things around. you got to make the recipe your own. In other words, if you've done a recipe and it works and it's great, fine, don't change it. But sometimes you get a recipe like, for an example, last week I had a recipe that called for a bunch of, uh, you know, like a cup of uh, diced onions. Oh, well, actually, they wanted green onions. Well, I didn't have any green onions, but onions are onions. I don't care if they're sweet or regular or whatever. So I just put a cup of regular onions, and the recipe was just fine. Another recipe I did a few days ago, it called for two yellow bell peppers and some pimento, if you know what that is. That's that red stuff that's stuffed into those little olives. Well, pimento doesn't have any taste anyway, and the person who gave me the recipe said it's basically for color. So what I did, instead of two yellow uh, peppers, yellow, uh, bell peppers, I put one yellow and one red. Same flavor, and I got the color. So, you know, sometimes you have to tinker with the recipe. As long as you like it, that's okay. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com.
Welcome back to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. And uh, right now, after that, uh, thank you for that gut report, Tom. We've got our Boulder Junction connection on the phone. Good morning, Dennis Royce. How are you? Good morning, guys. How the heck are you this morning? Good, good. Gosh so darn what, good. What brings you on the show today? I had to call you this morning to give you an up north report for fishing, snow, and snowmobiling. Okay. Good. Because you've got a lot of listeners that like to come up here. Right now, I measured this morning, and we got a fresh 12 inches of snow. That's fresh snow that we on no already have. That all came overnight? That was last night's storm, and it's still snowing right now yet. We're sitting in the coffee shop in, in town, and the Boulder Coffee Shop, and, and uh, having uh, having our cup of coffee and thinking about uh, starting to plow snow here pretty soon. Yeah, you better get your snowshoes out. <laughs> now, I'll tell you, just in case your listeners are curious, Wednesday the alliances meet up here, and they're going to decide when the trails are going to open. So if somebody wants to start thinking about snowmobiling, they probably should call the chambers, uh, their local chambers, wherever they live, and check it out because further south, uh, the trails weren't quite frozen up enough yet. But right now, most of the lakes are froze over. Uh, you've got to use caution on the big lakes yet, and I wouldn't even advise it on the big lakes. But we were out last night fishing before the storm and did, did fairly well, and we were cutting through eight to nine inches of ice. On, oh, wow. So that's where we were last night, and and caught some walleyes. It was nice. It was no no wind. It was just a nice night to be out there. And and uh, the walleyes are going pretty good. We're about seven eight feet of water, but uh, it was uh, just a nice night. But the snow is going to hurt that now because there's a lot of weight on those lakes. And it's going to make it awful slushy and it's tough to get around. But um, people want to come up. They should check with the chambers or their local community leaders or wherever they're going to live. Yeah, I was going to say, Dennis. Uh, there's do the guides up by you, do they guide ice fishing too? There's one. There's a couple that guide uh, up in Presque Isle. I can't, do you know his name, John? John Timian's sitting here with me this morning from, from former Jack's Jigs. They were having coffee together. So, But uh, there are a few guides. If you want some names, I'll send them down to you, and you can have them for the, uh, for the show in case somebody would ask. All right. Hey, let me ask you, Dennis, uh, you got a few walleyes. Uh, what kind of... Live bait, do you do you use, and how do you rig it? I'm using right now a, a jig, uh, just a small jig, a single hook jig. And believe it or not, I had some night crawlers left over that I weren't dead yet. I had them in my refrigerator, and uh, I wanted to experiment. And I tried little pieces of night crawler jigging it with a glow stick. You got those inserts that you put those glow sticks in. I'm a believer in that. That thing has been working pretty good for me, and it's a small jig. I'm going to say a half inch long uh, with a single hook or a treble hook. And uh, just jigging in the water, and you'll watch your locator, and you'll see a spot, and, of course, that probably is a fish. And uh, if you keep working it, uh, it hit the bait. Uh, I also use minnow heads and tails once in a while. I don't use the live minnow, but the guys are catching them on tip-ups with live minnows uh, hooked in the toe, or the tail, I mean. Are you uh? So it's a jig that you, there's like a glow type insert you put in the jig. Yeah, the glow, I, I, I'm trying to think of the name of it. I'm got a senior moment right now. Um, it's a small jig and they got glow sticks. You break the glow stick, uh, snap it, and you pop it inside the center body of the jig. Yeah, I, I've I've seen those, Dennis. I just don't know the name of those. Yeah. I I used I to. 
one of our listeners will probably call. You know, I used to use snap glow sticks and put them in what they called the grizzly plug years ago, which was exactly like a J plug, and I'd use that at night on Lake Michigan for salmon, and and it did work. It looked cool too. Yeah, I started using that up at the Lake of the Woods last year when we were up there, and and uh, it was very successful. And I've been using it down here now, and I'm I'm a kind of a believer in that. It it I don't know what it is. It's just a little extra that you, you get to hopefully attract the fish. But, gotcha. Uh, it uh, it lasts. You you pop it on when you first start, and, and it stays on, stays lit for about six, seven, eight hours, and then she eventually just hits a chemical inside of a little plastic tube. Right. All right. Well, Dennis, so we appreciate that update. Sure. Thanks I'll for calling. What's that? Uh, you were going to say something. I cut you off. Oh, no. I just said thanks for calling. We appreciate the update. Okay. Talk to you guys later. Have a nice holiday. All right. Take care. Same to you. See you, Dennis. Dennis Royce from our Boulder Junction Connection. Danny, we got a few more emails. I All just, right. I forwarded one to you. Okay. This, this is from J Plug. He says, uh, Tom, tell Bushy uh, that he's getting ripped off at the dollar store. Found this tip up bait at Festival Foods for 10 cents. I sent it to you. It shows, uh, what are those? Oh, Sugardale Franks. 10 cents for a pack of 10. 10 cents. <laughs> anyway. So that's that. And then we got this one uh, from Steve. He's about bait shops. He says, here's a few names. Angler's Inn. I, I mentioned that one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sphere Sporting Goods, Chappies, and Max Sports Shop. And, oh, Max, I remember that big time up in Sturgeon Bay. We did. Oh, like yeah, that. that was great. And there was one on the corner of 84th and Capitol Drive that I can't remember the name of. And Jimmy, I'll tell you, his, his nickname is Zimmy. I, I remember that one, Jimmy. It, it, it wasn't real popular, though. You know, I think it was just a bad location. But I remember that one on 84th and Capitol. But Angler's Inn we used to go to, Sphere Sporting Goods. That was on, like, 73rd and Capitol. Chappies, I don't think I ever went to. But Max Sports Shop in Sturgeon Bay, yeah, that was a great place. Yeah, that was really good. We did a lot of shows up there. So thank you for that. And then we have one more here. This is from Greg. He says, when I was younger, my favorite sporting goods store was Spheris Sporting Goods in Milwaukee, Northwest Side. Love your show from Greg. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I did time at Spheris. So, you did time? <laughs> yeah, I did. That's what I call it. Yeah, I did there's time a, at Spheris. There's, there's a positive employee. <laughs> yeah. And, and, oh, here's another one from Mark. His was, uh, it says, hi, Tom and Dan. When I was a kid in the 80s, my favorite sporting goods stores was Jim's Sports Haven in downtown Waukesha. I remember that one, too. I remember many lures hanging on the wall. He eventually moved to Oconomowoc. That's where I remember it from, Oconomowoc. And I did sh stop in shortly before he closed down a few years ago. Waukesha Coles Department Store had a fishing department, too. Still have a fillet knife that I bought there when I was a kid. Great show. Keep up the good work from Mark in the village of Vernon. You know, the thing uh, I was just remembering, um, oh, shoot, there was, oh, uh, the Meyer stores, you know, you, those grocery stores called Meyer, yeah. or I call, yep. I call them Meijer because they got a J in it. Right. At the Meijer stores. They have a fishing department in their store. 
So, and they've got a number of things. And you know who else has got a big fishing department is Walmart. They've always had a big fishing department. They got a lot of stuff in there. But Fleet Farm, boy, I'll tell you, Fleet Farm. It seems like, you know, I thought Fleet Farm had everything. But I was in there a while back, and they don't. They don't have everything. So I guess it's one of those things where you gotta, you got to pick and choose. you got to go to a number of different ones. But like the, said, uh, the, Dick, the best, Dick, Dick Smith, they got it. Yeah, they German, got it. Uh, I believe it's the Germantown Fleet Farm. Is I think that's the one that yeah. I, I've gone. That one has the best fishing out of all of them. Yeah, as far they, as when I went there. They don't have everything, though. They don't. I've well, nowhere has everything, I, Tom. I know. Nobody can have everything except... Right. I mean, you know... Except you, Amazon, right? <laughs> you know, you, you, yeah. Nobody has everything. Yeah. Well, anyway, come, well, I know who's got everything, and that's the Hornschwaggle. And that's coming up next, folks. And uh, if you haven't won in the last two months, you can be a, uh, a contestant and possibly win a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market. Carl's Country Market is located in Menominee Falls on the corners of Silver Spring and Pilgrim Road. You might want to give them a uh, try. they got excellent stuff. They're a real quality place. Anyway, so if you want to be a contestant and get that $10 gift certificate, all you got to do is call 414-799-1250. That's 414-799-1250, and we'll be right back. And when his daddy would visit, he'd come along When they gather around and started talking That's when Billy would take me walking Out through the backyard we go walking Then he'd look into my eyes Lord knows to my surprise The only one who could ever Welcome back to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Dan Bush along with Tommy, the true Neubauer bass fisherman extraordinaire, and Sam producer extraordinaire and sam do we have a lucky contestant for the hornswoggle segment yes we do today we got dick and uh, from muskego dick in muskego how you doing dick pretty good pretty good doing okay well i guess you're not like dennis uh, our boulder junction connection where you're looking out the window at 12 inches of snow right now if you're like us we're looking at miserable gray wet rain but what the heck uh, so you know how the uh, hornswoggle works. I'm going to make three statements. If I'm pulling your leg, it's a hornswoggle. If I'm uh, speaking the truth, it's no hornswoggle. So here we go. Uh, topic is fish and uh, toxins in fish. And uh, as you know, many fish have advisories as far as how much you can eat and how much you can't, how many meals, etc., etc. Uh, one bit of advice is if you do eat fish, uh, toxins tend to be more in the belly fat of like trout and salmon. You're best trimming those areas away. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I'd say it's a no hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Good ring, Sam. Thank you. Hey, Sam's always quick right on the button there with that ring. Good job. Okay. Uh, as far as toxins go, younger fish tend to have more toxins than older fish. But uh, as they get older, those toxins tend to get out of their system. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. No, that's a hornswoggle. Younger fish actually have less toxins. The older fish have longer time to accumulate those toxins. Okay, you're one out of two. So my math tells me that if you get the next one, you'll be two out of three at 66.666%. So here we go. Uh, Rivers, in particular 
with lots of industries or industrial things like paper mills and other things discharging into that river tend to be ones that tend to have more uh, pollutants and so forth that can get into the fish. Hornswoggle or no, no Hornswoggle? No Hornswoggle. No Hornswoggle. All right. Good. You're, you emerged victorious there, Dick. You're two out of three. We appreciate you uh, listening. Hey, uh, while we got you on the line, did you do any deer hunting or doing any fishing lately? I did go deer hunting. I didn't have any luck, so a couple doe, that was about it. Uh, one thing I did want to measure, mention, if I could. Sure. Uh, I heard Al Shook uh, mention Mosquito Sports Shack. I used to own the Mosquito Sports Shack. I just want to send out a, a hi to Al Shook. I used to see him all the time in the store. I haven't seen him in years, so. Well, you know, he's he's looking a lot older now. No, he's <laughs> he's listening right now, so I... <laughs> <laughs> he's not as ruggedly handsome as he used to be, and he can't squat 800 pounds like when he was a lineman for Stevens Point, but he's doing actually pretty good. So, yeah, that's great. Uh, that's cool that you own that sport. How many years did you own, own that place? Uh, I think it was six years, uh, late 70s till 81 or so. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was back in uh, Jimmy Carter's there, and the inventory loans got to be 22%. I couldn't make enough profit to cover that, so I got rid of it. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Well, that's cool. Uh, make sure you leave your uh, address, and I'll get a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market sent out to you. And uh, once again, thanks for listening. Yeah, you bet. Have a good one, guys. All right. Take care. Well, Tom. I don't think is... anybody could hear me before. No, I didn't hear you for a second. No, that was my bad, Tommy. Oh, no. we didn't hit. The, we didn't. Uh, Sam needed to hit the button. Hit the what button. button. Yeah. Uh, too bad your wife doesn't have a mute like that, where she can just tune you out. Just hit oh, the button. Okay. You know what? Yeah, though I, I think it's. I wanted to ask Dick a few questions because oh. I think he was the guy who wore the plaid pants. Because I would go in there every now and then. We still got him on the line. You want to ask him? No, that's all right. Never mind. And we got another uh, email here. This is from John. He said uh, the 84th and Capitol store was called Dooley's. Dooley's. How do people remember this stuff? My God, that was so long ago. Dooley's anyway. Do-Right. I don't oh, know. That's, more that's Dudley Do-Right. Yeah, look at this. They're coming in. Ron, Ron Heidenreich says M&M Sporting Goods down by the old American Motors and Jay's in Menominee Falls. Oh, that's right. Jay's. That was a nice place. M&M's had, they had everything that was closeouts, it seemed like. And then Steve, Steve writes, wait a minute. Uh, Tom, it says, still shaking the morning cobwebs. Here's a few more. Oh, and he said, M&M's Sporting Goods. Oh, the fishing hole. Oh, of course, you can't, you can't forget the fishing hole. You know, the one that's, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Roger. Yes, Roger Stack. Yeah. Can't forget him down there at the fishing hole. That's a nice store. That's yes. Nice store. Yeah. So there are still, there's still a few out there, still a couple of them out there. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Keep those emails coming in. You know, off the top of my head, Tom, I'm thinking of a few ones I used to enjoy going to. Pete's up in Peshtigo. Um, of course, Bob's, Bob's in, in, uh, in Green Bay when I lived there, he had a very nice shop there. That was a big um, store, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was real, on Velp, I believe. Um, he had a very nice shop. And I'm trying to think, I'd mentioned Nikolai's. Uh, oh, um, up, up in, uh, I stopped a few times up there in, uh, 
Ashland, I believe it's uh, Roger Lapentier owns that up there. Uh, I think that's called the Angler's All or Angler's Inn. That was a nice one. There was another, you know, Duluth, Minnesota used to have a number of, of these small little bait shops. Now, there's still one pretty good one up there. I can't remember the name, but I remember when I caught my 17-pound northern, we went dragging it in there one hot July day to get it measured and weighed which I still, it's now on the wall at Park Avenue Pizza next door. And, um, yeah, so there's there's a number of them, and uh, it's, I'm glad there's still some around, definitely. Um, yeah, because they bring back a lot of memories. Yeah. Yeah, and I have uh, very, uh, well, let's put it this way. The worst six years of my life were when I owned a bait-and-tackle shop. <laughs> <laughs> you were probably even grumpier than normal you know? when you were when you were there. I'll tell you, I was the first one there, at, depending right. on the time of the year, 5, 6, 7 in the morning. But first one there, last one to leave. I'd be guiding during the week uh, in either fishing tournaments. Well, not so much the tournaments at that time anymore, but guiding during the week. I mean, it was just, I put in a lot of hours for a little money, you know. I mean, really, it. I had high aspirations and uh, did not come through so. so you're okay so when you open that sporting goods mm-hmm. store tom uh did you uh really believe that uh that you would make a lot of money did, because what what did you think they knew the newbauer name being no. as you were pretty prominent and you thought that alone would bring people or the location no, or i i i didn't think i'd make a lot of money i thought i would make a living okay no. and uh as it turned out it was hard to compete with the big box stores. It, I mean, yes, I mean, the live bait, yes. And live bait is where you make the money. But in, in, when I first was there, I learned the less, learned lessons the hard way. And I've, and uh, Sports Specialists, which is a distributorship out in Germantown, they helped me a lot. Uh, they, they told me what to put in, what not to put in, things like that. Uh, so I, I learned a lot, but still... It's hard to compete, you know, with some of the bigger box stores. Oh, we just got another email in. Okay, they're coming in hot. Yeah, this is from John. Oh, he said, did you mention Bob's Bait on Highway 100? That's right, there's another one. In- I just I just, I just, just got a text from Jim Dembeck, yeah. Muskie Master. He mentioned Bob's, yeah, yeah on Bob's in Greenfield. They, yeah, they went out of business. Oh, that had to be about four, five, six years ago, something like that. You know, I, I, signed, I, I, I signed up Bob's daughter at the uh, Southridge uh, Valley when I worked there years ago. Real nice gal. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yep, she told me she worked at Bob's Bait. Later, she worked at a bank. Hey, Tom. What? Uh, Dick says that was his brother, not him, that wore the plaid pants. Oh, that oh. was his brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if anybody would want to admit to wearing plaid pants. Well, I would tease them about them. <laughs> they were... They were uh, Quite the pair of pants he had there. You could you you wouldn't be able to mistake him. You knew who he was. Yeah. So anyway, it's a couple minutes of seven, folks. We got the top of the hour commercials now. So it's just a couple of them. So we'll be back at seven o'clock. So stay tuned. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. Sam Schmitz is on the board. Say hi to Sam when you call him. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number. CEO guys at yahoo.com is the email, and me and Danny will be right back. (laughs) 
Well, here we are, folks, in hour number two. It is 7.02 on a dreary Saturday morning. Dan Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer, are here to, well, I guess try to entertain you because, let's face it, I don't know if you'd want to be out fishing or hunting today. It's kind of a crappy day. But anyway, we're here. Sam Schmitz is on the boards, and if you want to get in touch with us, 414-799-1250, or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And, Danny, I think we've gone through all the bait shops that... Well, no, they're still, they're still coming in, Tom. They're still coming in. Uh, Sam, had a, Sam had another caller, didn't want to go on the air, but he mentioned a place called Dean's. Dean's. But I don't remember that. I don't know. I, I don't know the city that he's talking. Uh, another good sporting goods, I mentioned it, I think, a couple of weeks ago in Oshkosh. There's a place called John's Sporting Goods. And um, it's, um, I forget the exit number. It's right after you go over the big bridge. And uh, if you exit, you go to the right. I think if you go to the left, there's the new quick trip there. But John Sporting Goods, uh, it's a, one of those, you know, places that has a little bit of everything. I, I found all kinds of ammo there this summer, shotgun ammo for sure, and some rifle and the archery, uh, the rifles, new used uh, so that was pretty, it's spelled J-O-N-S, I believe. Uh, another tip for our listeners, um, if you're looking to get a good deal, you know, if you're shrewd like me and Tom, we like to save a buck. Uh, believe it or not, the little BP gas station here on the corner of SS and G, they do have fishing tackle there. They do have some live bait there, um, you know, shiners and stuff for tip-up fishing in the winter. And uh, I believe even suckers in the fall. But they have a half-off sale that they run periodically. They do a half-off sale in the spring, 50% off all their ice fishing stuff, which I went last year and uh, I timed it. I saw a, uh, there was an $80 combination ice fishing rod and reel, heavy-duty type one for like pike or lake trout jigging. And uh, I thought, you know, I might get into that as opposed to just using tip-up. So I waited to the 50% off sale. And I got 50% off on it. I also bought one of those big ice bars, 50% off. Now, right now, they do have 50% off on their open water stuff. Uh, so you might get a good deal on some things. In fact, probably the best deal they have right now, they got those uh, electric. Do you ever use the electric uh, fish uh, knives, Tom? Do you use electric or regular I, fish fold? I use regular. I, I had one one time, and I just couldn't get the hang of it. So I, I like using a regular fillet knife. I, you know, I'm kind of lazy, and I'm like, I just use a regular fillet knife. I don't have room to get a, you know, it would take up more room in my kitchen. But they've got the electric fillet knives, I believe, there. And I believe those, you know, you could go check with them. But I think, uh, I think those would be half price as well. And they, I mean, those electric ones, the Rapala, I don't know what, they look like they're anywhere from, you know, 70 to 100 bucks. So if you're looking to get an electric fillet knife, they, I think they got like three or four and maybe two different type models or brands i would hustle to the bp right there if you're looking to get that electric fillet knife yeah well we got some more emails come in they're coming Uh, in let's see now this is from our friend my friend uh, bob garfinkel who used to be him and his uh partner tom used to own bob's bait shop in green bay he said louis in manitowoc will close in two weeks been there for well over 50 years Excellent gun and fishing store. Well, there's another one going by the wayside. Louise is located where? Where do you say? It says Manitowoc. 
Manitowoc. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I grew up close to Man, been to Manitowoc many times, um, but uh, never actually went to that sporting goods store. And then uh, Tom Tom G sends. Uh, I used to go to Colanders and Culvers in Pewaukee. I oh yeah yeah. You know there um, was a little place. Uh, yes, they, called, ba, ba, another guy I think named Bob owned it. It's a block from where I'm sitting right yeah, now. Yeah, real it little was a place. Yeah, little place, and I used to go in there, and I hate to say it, but you know, John and Lowy, well, they're not in the sucker business anymore. But Bob would give me suckers at the cheapest. <laughs> cheap. Well, most of the time I bought from John. But if uh, if I if if they were picked through at Smokies, I could always count on Bob. He'd always have some big lively suckers, and it was a small little place, and you had to duck when you walked in the door, and then they'd have the pull. It. Remember the old? Uh, well, John used to have this too at Smokies. That. They'd have the the instant the Polaroid pictures, you know, the instant ones, yep. like from the yep. land camera that would come on out. And you'd walk into a bait shop and you'd see all these pictures with masking tape on the back back of them stuck everywhere. And I missed that at bait shops. Uh, yep. Now everybody's got it digital on their phone, so you know, you know, unless somebody's putting their phone, you know, up to your nose to show you you, you their fish. I used to like those Polaroids on the walls. You could look and see what was caught. And then, oh, here's another one that we forgot. Uh, this is from Steve Z, or Zimmy. He said, what's the name of the one on 53rd and Villard? He calls once in a while. That's right. That's Bill Beal over at Sportsman's Den on 53rd and Villard. He's still in business, and he's got quite a, quite a selection of stuff over there. So, yeah, forgot about that. We don't you know, forget him. We got more. Okay, keep them coming, Tom. Hey, this is James. He says, favorite bait, shop, bait shops, some are favorites to wander around in as an adult. His, his, these are his top five. Smokies, of course, Dick Smith's, Raleigh and Helen's, and Harry's Bait Shop, now Townline Sports, on Highway 51 in Boulder Junction, Manitowish Waters. And number five, it says any of them. Question, as a kid... I feel like I remember stopping by a fishing fax building. Yep. Not sure if it was a bait shop. Do either of you remember it? Where was it? Yes, I was in Menominee Falls, Jim. Uh, and Jim says, Merry Christmas, by the way. And he says, God bless, stay free. It says GBSF, but I knew that's what it meant. Anyway, uh, yeah, Jim, fishing fax had a place in Menominee Falls. Matter of fact, they had a little stream you remember that? They had like a little stream in the floor that ran through the store. And, uh, you know, I don't remember. They sold stump. They, they sold like sweatshirts, T-shirts. It used to be the home base for Fishing Facts magazine. And they would sell hats, T-shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, things like that with the Fishing Facts logo on it. So, yeah, do remember that. And then we got one more here. Oh, from Ron Heidenreich again. Dean's was on 34th and Villard in the 60s. There was also a shop where Silver Nail is now in on, in Waukesha, Pewaukee area. The name started with the letter M. Well, got, uh, Ron has given us a hint there, so I don't know what that one is. Maybe you do, Danny. What, run that by me again. I was My ADHD was kicking in, and I was, uh, was watching the Spanish channel. On Silver Nail Road. The name started with the letter M. 
Silver Nail Road. No, don't uh, you got me there? I don't. I don't know either. So, you know, well, I, I just. You know, yeah, they're. they're huh? What? Go ahead. I was going to say, you ever notice, like, if we're talking about a serious subject, we don't get any phone calls. But yet we talk about something like favorite bait shop or something like that. We get a whole bunch of them. Or we talk about, you know, something goofy off the wall. We get a whole bunch of phone calls, I mean, uh, emails. Well, see, but, but, but it's not goofy because sporting goods stores are something that is near and dear in all of our hearts as young lads. Like I told you, Nikolai, I got well, memories going there on my bike. Yeah, I would I ride there with, with asthma puffing on my inhaler every block just to okay, get there. Okay, your inhaler. Uh, but I'm not saying that this the bait shops were goofy. I was just saying that other goofy topics sometimes that we do, we get a bunch of emails. But no, this isn't a goofy topic because this is something, like you say, that we remember, you know, whether it be from our childhood or growing up or whatever. Oh, we just got another one come in. Here, wait a minute. Oh, you're a happy guy today. You got emails, Tom. God, lots of <laughs> This is like keep. Christmas for Tom. Yeah, I'm, I'm really earning my keep today. Uh, it says, morning, boys. Uh, this is from John. At least he didn't I, say fellas. Yeah, I know. Oh, he said that, <laughs> morning, boys. I grew up in Oconomowoc in the 70s and 80s, and we went to two places that are now long gone. Digner's, which is in Oconomowoc near Old St. Jerome's, and Ray Block's, oh, I remember that, Ray Block's bait shop, which he ran out of the lower level of his house, which is right next to the dam at the site, which is now, uh, it's now the Oconomowoc Lake Boat Launch. He rented boats from that location. I know, I rented boats from Ray Block and when I first started fishing Oconomowoc Lake, and that had to be, oh, help me with this one, John, that had to be 40 years ago, maybe? And it says, I'm guessing not many people would remember either one of these, but Degner's was our main live bait go-to shop. Merry Christmas to all. Now, Degner's, I don't remember that, but Ray Block and his wife ran it with him. Ray Block and his wife. Ray Block, didn't he start McDonald's? No. Oh, okay. And, uh, and yeah, they had the, the right where, you know, where the launch is there for Oconomowoc Lake, they... They had a they had a place right there. I, they must have sold that property then to the to the DNR or whoever, you know, to build that launch there. But yeah, I remember that. Yep. That you know, I it, it, it's all these memories are coming to me now. You know, one of the best sporting goods stores that I found to buy big golden shiners. I mean, not just big golden shiners, but big hawking golden shiners that were big and wild and crazy. And I think it was the Paddock Lake Sporting Goods, I think is what it was called. I would leave Kenosha and drive to go ice fishing on Lake Geneva. Uh, and I'd want to get these big golden shiners. And they used to have some monsters there. Uh, and I believe it was right on uh, whatever highway, I want to say Highway 50 heading out of Kenosha. But uh, that, was a, that was a great little place as well. I got suckers there for uh, fishing Silver Lake for muskies as well back then. Uh, we got the name of the one that was on Silver Nail Road. This is from Tom G. again. And uh, the Silver Nail Monkey Shop, I mean, bait shop was called Martello's. Martello's. Martello's, yeah. So Tom and Hartland, thanks for that. And, yes, and he said used to be a bait store next to Highway 16 at the boat launch at Oconomowoc Lake. Yep, we were just talking about that. Yeah, a lot of people. See, I, 
I always remembered that place, but I couldn't remember the name of it, you know. And it's, I, I remember now, Ray Block. So, boy, yeah, well, oh boy, I'm telling you, Danny. We should of, have a of, huh? We should have a game show, Tom, where we have lucky contestants, and we like they guess a letter, and then they got to guess the name of the of the bait shop. <laughs> yeah. Well, right now we don't have to guess too much because we got a a, a commercial coming up, and oh, I was going to ask Sam. Sam, can you find that song, The Bears Still Suck? That would always be good to play. We'll be... I have a special uh, surprise for you when we come back from oh. break. Okay. Yay, awesome. you're it. the man, Sam. Love it. All right, we'll be right back, folks, so stay tuned. Sam's got a surprise. Bye. The Bears Still Suck. The, the bears, bears Still suck. suck. The Bears Still Suck. The Bears Still Suck. The Bears Still Suck. They really, 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 really suck. Yes, the bears still suck. All the ladies now, the bears still suck. The bears still suck. The bears still suck. The bears still suck. They really, 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 really suck. Yes, the bears still suck. How many times must we take this disgrace? Another Bears fan throwing insults in our face. The Packers are the greatest team to ever play the game. Even if from time to time they've been a little lame. How could you ever love a team with Jim McMahon? Not even Porky Pig was as big a ham. They got a reputation that's mostly based on luck. The Bears still suck. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. That was... Uh... Wonderful, that's the latest and newest rendition of a timeless Christmas song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got more, too. I, I, don't, I don't know whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not, but this is a Christmas song, my friends. Oh, absolutely. All right. Uh, we got another email. This is from... Another, they're coming in. Yeah, Jeffrey That says, email's going to explode. Yeah, Jeffrey says, fellas. That's what he says. Fellas. Fellas. Come I, on. Uh, Let's hear guys, no, boys. That's what, it, that's what it says. Men. Fellas. Fellas. I, I spent a lot of time wandering around, wandering around the sporting goods store department at Gimbel's in Mayfair in the late 60s, early 70s while growing up in Wauwatosa. I'd annoy the cranky guy who worked there. No, it wasn't me. That was you, Tom. No, it wasn't me. He, he said I anno- I, I'd annoy the cranky guy who worked there to the point where he'd yell at me to buy something or leave. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, the oh, cranky bait shop. Okay, here we go. Another one. Hi, guys. When I was a kid in the early 80s, my dad used to make fishing rods and paint his own jig heads with supplies that he bought from the Bill Binkelman mail order catalog. There was also a few times when we went uh, to buy jig supplies from a store run out of a garage on the northwest side of Milwaukee. Maybe one of the listeners can recall that place. Thanks. Merry Christmas. That's from Tim in Brookfield. I don't know any wow. guy running out of his garage in the northwest I, I, the only. The only garage one I knew of in Green Bay years ago, there was one near the in the, on the east side of Green Bay near the Dairy Queen, which I think might still be there. But it was near the Dairy Queen and between there and Bay Beach. And there was a guy that used to sell minnows, and it was like out of his garage in a little tank. 
And I used to, we used to stop and buy minnows there, and we'd drive to Casco, Wisconsin, and fish by a little cheese plant and catch pike on those minnows. Uh, if Then we got shrewd, Tom. We got smart enough where we'd go to Baird's Creek, and we'd catch little chubs ourselves first. Then we'd go to Casco and catch northern pike on those chubs. We'd save money that way. But, yeah, that was the only little garage one I can remember. But there probably were a lot of those back in the day. There might have been. And here's this is from John. Uh, John says, I forgot an icon on Okachi Lake. Ray Schrader ran a bait shop, also rented green boats. I remember those. He also rented green boats, too, on the channel. I think the area he operated from is now condos. So sad. Or it's just sad. But anyway, yeah, I remember the name, Schrader's, and I remember a place that rented green boats. I, I, I just don't remember the bait shop that much, so... You know, there, there's another great bait shop that I mentioned um, earlier, a couple weeks ago, I believe. And I remember this bait shop uh, in Superior, Wisconsin. I think it's on uh, uh, right on the highway where you drive in if you're coming in, I think, on Highway 2 from the Ashland direction. But a little hole-in-the-wall place, it's called the Bait, bait Box. And that place has been there forever. I remember in 1998, st- stopping with my buddy Scott and picking up tip-ups there. But I was there this fall, and happy to see the guy still there. He was saying it's tough to compete right now. COVID's making it tough for him to get inventory. But that was another place that had great selection for a small place. And that was the place I found the old strip-on June bug spinner rig, which my dad had used. 50, 60 years ago when I was a kid, and I couldn't find them anywhere else. But another small little place that's still around. Hopefully they can last. Yeah, another place I just thought of was uh, up by, uh, not Wyoiga, the place by the, on the Fox, on the, no, on the Wolf River, no, it's Wisconsin River, Wolf River, I can't remember. Um, oh, geez. We talked to them on the phone uh, years hey, ago. Uh, Wolf River... It. Was the it Wolf, there? Wolf River, yeah. Uh, oh, what was it? Grandma's? Was that it? Well, maybe I... somebody knows of that one. It was by the Wolf. <laughs> I remember I've been in there a couple times when we go up there fishing. Uh, I think it was called Grandma's, maybe. Something like nah, that. Anyway, nah, it wasn't. Was, I don't think it was Grandma's. No, maybe not. But what? it was right up there in the Wolf River. It was a. It was a pretty good sized shop. I mean, not a not a monster shop, but a decent sized shop. Ah, somebody will remember it. I'll, I'll tell you, Tom, it's tough getting old and forgetting everything but your name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, yeah. even I forget that sometimes. I, I forget a number of things. You know, sometimes it's the easiest things I forget, you know. But I used to, you know, know certain, you know, I used to know names, let's say of actors, okay? And then I'll think of the actor. I can picture the actor or actress's face, but I can't think of the darn name until 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, and all of a sudden it hits me. But uh, not like, oh, like last night. I'm going to tell you, Danny. Last night was terrible. What? My, yeah, couldn't sleep. Oh, my God, it was terrible. I bet you all of last night I might have got maybe two hours of sleep. And I went to bed at like 9.30. I maybe got two hours. I was even up. My wife couldn't sleep either. We were sitting up watching TV at, uh, I forget what time it was in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning or something like that. It was weird. Yeah, or maybe it was before that. I forget. Can't you fool around or something and get tired? I don't know. (laughs) Have you ever ever tried having a beer? (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm yeah, looking up, up at... an appetite, that's it. So I, so I Googled those days were long gone, buddy. Uh, I, I'm look, I looked up uh, Wolf River Bait Shops. There's a Fremont Bait and Tackle. There is a Wolf River Bait and Tackle, but that's a Schwabinen. Then there's one called Johnny's, uh, yeah, which is on... Johnny's? Well, that sounds a lot like Grandma's. That's yeah, the I one. That's the one I remember was Johnny. But yeah, there's that <laughs> you were close. River Bait and Tackle, yeah. Yeah, Johnny has a Grandma, so you were close enough. Well, I don't know where I came up with that grandma, but I was just thinking uh, about it. But. You know, Critters. Critters is a big bait shop up there in the area. In fact, our friend, Mr. Bluegill, Troy Peterson, at one time worked there, I believe. And and uh, my brother, Tim, uh, he, he used to talk about it. And uh, he said it was really cool up there. I don't, rec- I don't think I ever actually stopped in there. You know, the other one, I, I can't think of the name, but every... Uh... Labor Day weekend, my son Chris and I, we always stop at it. It's in uh, uh, in Manaqua. It's a, I could not believe the amount of product the guy had in there. Uh, boy, did he have the stuff. Uh, his plastics, man, he had, I, he had almost every plastic that you could think of that you needed up there. But he, had, he just had everything. And, of course, somebody said Raleigh and Helen's up there. I uh, always go through there, you know, but jeez, uh, and there was a there's a couple of you know it's funny there's there's two bait shops and they're literally next to each other or within a half a block of each other, and I kinda, always thought that was strange. Kind of kind of like kind of like bars in Wisconsin. Of course, there'll be yeah. ten of them next to each other on the same. We got a caller. Okay, let's go Please. to Leo and Wasaki. Hey, Leo. Hey, hey, hi, Dan. Tom. Good morning. Say, uh, favorite Christmas movie? Yeah, Santa Claus, Santa Claus versus the Martians. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> that, <laughs> super scary, man. That is so. It was such a dumb movie, too. God, it was hilarious. It's so bad you have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. It is so bad you have to watch it. And if you have a few beers, you laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, they have it on the Comet Channel sometimes. That's why right. I've seen. Well, you know, I'll tell you, besides Bruce Willis's Die Hard, I mean, you know, It's a Wonderful Life. And what was the name of the one with the little kid named Ralphie? Oh, when he's going to It's a Christmas story. Uh, a Christmas that? story. Yeah, a Christmas yeah, story. Not a fan of that one that much. It seems like a bunch of 1970s people. Well, well it, it, it was it was done many years ago. Yeah, it, so. my mom my mom loved that one, but mom was into the wholesome type things, and that's when he got the Red Rider. Yep, yep, the Red Ryder BB gun. Oh, yeah. You know, when I watched that movie, I remember growing up in the 50s, you know, and stuff like that was not uncommon. My mother... Tom looked a lot like Ralphie. Yeah, my mother would put these... uh, (laughs) Okay, we'll call you Ralphie, Tom. (laughs) Yeah, they put these snow pants on me, and it's like, I didn't want these... Snow pants! You the darn thing. You know what? I'd I'd almost (laughs) forgot, Tom, that such a thing existed. Yeah, snow pants. Yeah. What kind of a medieval torture device was that to make your kid wear snow pants? Yeah. Nowadays, they'd call child services. Yeah. yeah. And my, and my bread bags in your, on your socks and your boots. Yep. Those things sucked, and they never stayed up. Nope. And then my mother would always... Uh, snow pants to your to knees. Make, she'd want me to wear these goo, remember, goulashes. They were the buckle rubber boots. Yeah, and why'd they call them goulashes I anyway? Don't, I don't know, but... Because you could goo slosh around and stuff? I couldn't no. I couldn't go to school with them, so I'd walk out the back door, get out to the alley, I'd take them off, hide them behind the trash box, 
Did you guys? The buckles would rust on them. Yep, yep. Did you guys ever have the mittens where they'd put the little clips on the mittens and then on your sleeve so you wouldn't lose them? Well, I'm sure when I was a little five-year-old, they probably had that. <laughs> oh, those suck too. And, and then quick, you'd get these quick uh, bait uh, uh, sports shop, the uh, up in Crivets way back when, the hardware store near the Red Owl Food Store. The hardware store actually had a, a, a fairly good hunting and uh, fishing section. Yeah, as a matter of fact, in Milwaukee here, I don't know if that was on Appleton Avenue or where, but there was a coal store, and the coal store even had a small fishing department. It seems back then, it seemed like everybody had a small, even the big box stores, you know, the, the clothing stores, and that they had a small fishing department, you know, had to have oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, and then when Bob's closed on Highway 100, wow, did I get some bargains on some uh, poles and reels and lures and everything. Wow. I mean, it was like 80% off, you know? Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, hey, thanks for calling. We do appreciate it. Thanks, Leo. All right, good show, guys. Thanks. Take care. All right, it's 7.30 in the morning. We got to go to a break, folks. Stay tuned. Danny, I got a, got a few more things up our sleeves, so uh, you don't okay. want to Okay. Okay? All right. We'll be right Can't back. Can't wait. Welcome back to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks to everybody that's joining us on this dreary Saturday morning. We always appreciate our listeners. It's amazing the number of people that contact me or that I bump into in life and say, I listen to your show. Some of them aren't even hunters or fishermen, and and a lot of them don't even live around here. So we appreciate all the listeners. And if you are a listener, we appreciate you... uh, uh, patronizing our fine sponsors, we appreciate all of those as well, Tom. And before uh, we get into whatever bait shop talk we got, just want to announce this for my good friend, Mr. Al. You shook me all night long. The Waukesha County Conservation Alliance Banquet and Raffles. I me- mentioned it last week. Friday, February 4th. It's going to be in the evening. And they got great raffles. I'll just leave it at that. They got a great dinner. I believe it was like a buffet dinner when I was there a couple years ago. Last year it was canceled because of COVID. But uh, tickets are only 60 bucks each. You can reserve a table of eight for 450 Bring a whole bunch of people. And you can buy a bunch of raffle tickets. 50 raffle tickets uh, plus one bonus gun raffle ticket for just 175 bucks. Buy a bunch of tickets. Win a bunch of guns. Uh, it's a great, uh, great venue. So I'd strongly suggest it. I'll be there too. If you see me there, you can buy me a beer. So that's I got that out of the way. All right. I want to make a shout out. To shout a, out. A shout out to a fellow named Ryan. Ryan. Ryan is the assistant uh, varsity basketball coach over there at Wauwatosa West High School. I met Ryan last week at a party, and he listens to the show. And so I thought I'd give a shout-out to Ryan. And that was about it. All right. And that's about it. So. Yeah. He, he's uh, the assistant coach for my son, Chris, who's the head coach of the varsity basketball team at Wauwatosa West. So gotcha. That's how I saw him. Was that a game last mm-hmm. week? So, 
Those are. I'll so, tell you what. I forgot how how entertaining those high school basketball games are. Oh yeah, I, I it. Uh... It, I, I remember, uh, well, I went to Green Bay Preble, and uh, I remember when I was a senior in 76, we went to state, and I remember being in Madison at that old whatever Coliseum, man, I'll tell you what, it was something in there. Uh, uh, it, it seems to me it was like real vertical where you'd go straight up in there, and it was like wooden, I think it was like wooden-type wooden, uh, wooden type seats or floor. It was crazy. And it was just a loud, crazy game back then. So, yeah, high school sports can be pretty exciting. Well, we ask our good friend, uh, Hall of Fame, Wisconsin Hall of Fame coach, I believe, uh, Mike McGivern. So, yeah, great coach into sports. He has a lot of great programs on uh, high school sports as well as Faith in the Zone, which is a great show on Sunday. So, yeah, Yeah, everybody should listen uh, to that. My wife and I used to really enjoy watching. Well, you know my son, Nick. We talk to him every now and then. He won a couple of state championships in high school. Wow. Was, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was quite the basketball player. He played for Dominican. And, uh, yeah, he was uh, – he can still do – I'll tell you what, you play a game of horse with him, he's going to beat you. He's, he's still pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, yeah, that's that's right. He's been a coach as well, correct? No, no, he's not a coach. That's my oldest son, Critch. He's been a coach – whether it be AAU, high school, grade school, all, all over for the last, oh, my God, that's got to be like 26 years. Now, which one's the deer hunter? That's Nick, that's right? Nick. Yeah, that's Nick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he, so. has he been doing any, did he do the doe hunt this last that's going on? Well, it started on Thursday. I guess it's going through tomorrow. No, State- no he did, uh, he, he, his wife let him do enough hunting. <laughs> he do was a what? a lot, and he's got two deer in the freezer, so. He's she said, "That's guy. that's it. If you think you're going up north with your buddies, you got another thing come." So uh, some of our listeners probably have heard that in their life. But you know, uh, I gotta pat myself on the back, Tom. I got a little story for you. Uh, I was initially planning on driving up today after the show to drive on up, and I got that old 32 Winchester Special open sights, and uh, I want to shoot a doe with it just for old time's sake. I've had that shot my first deer when I was 14 years old back in, God knows, I don't know, 1972. But uh, last year I went up during the doe hunt and I waited till dark and passed up a bunch of deer at a couple hundred yards away till one got about 90 yards away and I shot it right before dark, put the bead right on the shoulder and I couldn't find blood right away so I thought I'll find it in the morning. It ran up this ridge and I found it but the coyotes had got to it first. So so this year I wanted to redeem myself. I, I didn't want those darn coyotes getting to a deer, and I wanted to shoot a doe. I got a friend could use some meat. So I was going to go up today after the show, but I saw this forecast for all the rain and snow. And on, on Wednesday, I, I just got a bug up my butt. About noon, I thought, screw it. I'm going to drive up there and uh, get a motel and hunt the next day. And, you know, I, I, I've told talked about those uh, trail cameras, Tom, the spy point cameras that yeah. I got. And I did take those down now, but I will say for the first time, they really did help me get a deer on Thursday because on Wednesday night, I went through my trail cam pictures and I, you know, I was trying to think, where am I going to sit? Am I going to go on the field and try and get close? Am I going to go in the woods? And I looked on one of the trail cameras up where I have a stand on a, up by, on a ridge. I haven't hunted there all year. And I saw, hey, at three o'clock this afternoon, 
on Wednesday, a big doe was right there in front of the trail camera. And then I checked two days before, and there were several does in front. So I thought, well, they're coming every other day up there. So I went up there on uh, Thursday night and sat for about an oh, I got in there about 2.30, and right before 4 o'clock, here comes a doe with a couple fawns, another doe and another fawn. I picked out the biggest doe, and she walked right out there in front of me, posed for the camera, and uh, dropped her in her tracks. So uh, I was a happy guy. I was able to drag that thing out, load her up, and drive back. I didn't even spend the night there. So got a big doe, and I think that's pretty much going to end the season unless I take the shotgun and try and take and shoot something with a slug here in the next couple of weeks. Well, that's great. You know, that, that, that was an easy hunt for you then, huh? Oh, it was, it was, it was like perfect, man. And, uh, you know, I, I shot a buck out of that stand, oh, about six years ago. And it was a lot of work putting that stand up. Uh, in fact, it was one of those tripod-type ones, Tom, that you got to put it together. And it's like a tower stand, and it had like an enclosure that came over it. Well... Up on the top of those bluffs near La Crosse, it totally got destroyed in about, I don't know how many years, five, six years, it got destroyed. So what I did is uh, I had to replace it this year, and my brother Tim, you know, he passed away, so I was going through a bunch of his stuff, and I came upon a shanty which was shaped like a teepee that my brother had, no, my dad had made for my brother for a portable dark house for sturgeon spearing, and he did use it for uh, spearing sturgeon. But I looked at that thing, and it was just big enough to fit over that stand, and I spent uh, I spent the whole day this summer going up there and fitting that, that uh, tarp over the top of the stand, and it's kind of in honor of my brother because it's still got Tim Bush, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, because they have to label their shanties when they leave them out on Lake Winnebago. Right. So every time I climb up there, my brother's name there, his ghost is with, his spirit is with me. He's still an angel on the shoulder shooting that deer as well as the big buck I got this year. Well, that's very interesting. You know, I was just thinking something about uh, bait shops. Yeah, I mean, I, I noticed this, and I've heard this from other people that, uh, other bait shop owners that, you know, a little shop, okay, little, little little bait and tackle shop, people, you know, it's like people will ask to get a discount. You know, there's something for, you know, on, on say, you know, whatever's whatever the price is. And they'll say, well, would you take this or that? It's like, how many people do you think at Walmart are saying, you know, they see a $30 rod and reel combo and say to the clerk, hey, will you take 25 for this? You know, they... They never do it at the big box stores, the big stores, but at the little mom and pop shops, they always try to try to get a better deal, always try to work them down. And I always thought that was strange. Also, when I had my shop, Danny, okay, uh, I would sell, you know, I had bait casting, some bait casting reels there. And, of course, if a person didn't know how to use a bait casting reel, I'd be happy to show them how to take them out to the parking lot you know, have uh, put a dummy lure on or whatever and, and show him how to do it, you know, so that he could go out and do it. Well, I had people that would go to, like, Kmart, buy them for probably $10 less, and then come to my store and ask me how to use it. Guess what I told them? <laughs> go back to Kmart. <laughs> ask the guy who sold you know, it to you there. Now, it's, it, it's it's little wonder that you... That you your your shrewd business model, Tom, eventually brought you to ruin because <laughs> I can oh, I no, can actually I can... it was because I they, the 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 guy who 
owned the strip mall I was in was a real, he lied to me and did not renew my lease, even though he told me he was going to, but he already made a lease with somebody else. So that's, I, and then I was just upset with life. Well, I think, owed. well, I think, I think they moved you out and moved in that Asian massage place that later got busted no. in a secret Brookfield sting. No, it was, uh, that was all in the papers. No, I know, but it, no, it was a red wing, uh, red wing shoe store. Red, red, that was lousy yeah. red wing shoe store. You know, they'll yeah. always kick you out of your shop right when you're starting to make money. Well, the mayor of Brookfield never liked the bait and tackle shop being there. Really? Oh no, they, she did not like that bait and tackle shop being being there. It didn't it didn't meet up to her la di da, you know, aspirations, I guess. I don't Lousy know. lousy woman mayor of Brookfield. Yeah. I can tell she wouldn't be my type. So anyway, but and then I would have I, in the winter time I sold the Vexlar FL8s, right? Yep. And and if you bought one from me, it was the portable model. And if you bought the portable kit, I would assemble it for you because you'd have to put it together, okay? And I would put it together at no charge. Well, guys would go and buy it at Fleet Farm, which could sell them a lot cheaper than me. And they'd buy them at Fleet Farm and then come over by me and say, hey, can you put this together for me? Guess what I told them? Go pound sand, buddy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you better so, believe it. But, 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 you know, here's the thing, Tom. So, like... I, I'd, you know what, I, I, I'll try and help you with this, but let me tell you, you know, I'm small business here. I appreciate you went to the big box. You saved yourself some money, but please do me a favor. And if you can shop and patronize my store, I really appreciate it. I even have bait here. You know what, I'd be willing that 50% of those people would make it a point to come back to you and buy something. Well, at, at the last few years of the shop when I was there, I started getting very jaded because of the fact that people, like for an example... Okay, the only time I would see, there were two fellas, the only time I would see them was when they came in looking for donations to uh, a muskie tournament up, up north somewhere. That's the only time I would see them. They wouldn't shop at the store, you know. They only came in to get donations. And you know what I told them? I'd say, no, no pound I'm sorry, sand. I don't have any money for that, <laughs> you know. I didn't say pound sand. I just said no. Well, you know, jaded. Well, you know what? I hope you're you're going to send me a check for all this good therapy. You're getting this out, Tom. We're your psychologist today. We're getting all this this out, so it's good for you, Tom. You'll be able to sleep tonight. You'll be able to <laughs> yeah. sleep tonight after getting all this all this jaded anger off your chest. I'll tell you what. This morning, a screwed I'm over bait shop owner. Yeah. I'm going to be taking a nap this morning. Hopefully, I'll be able. Well, that's to what old. I do too. That's what that's what us old guys do. Yeah. Well, I hope I can fall asleep this morning because uh, yeah, it was a terrible night. Well, anyway, we, hey, listen, we're behind for the break. This is the last break of the day, folks. So uh, stay tuned. Seven nine nine four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number, and uh, CEO guys at yahoo dot com is the email. Dan and I will be right back. Okay, welcome back to the final countdown of the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. 
Uh, we thank all our listeners. You've been on board for the uh, crazy train. We're on the rails. We didn't get off the rails today. Actually, we've been kind of on point today. And before we get into whatever emails Tom may have, and then we'll go to a caller, uh, I should mention that uh, a great sporting goods store still is Midwestern Shooters Supply up there in Lomira. And one of the things that always made a cool sporting goods store for me Anyway, or bar, up north bar, is the mounts on the wall, looking at the big fish and just thinking, oh, how big was that? Is that 44-inch musky or 43? So they have a fabulous display up there, and they do have good deals as well. They got discounts where they close out things, so I'd highly suggest see our friend Randy at Midwestern Shooter Supply. And speaking of discounts, in honor of John Lehman, you know, he was, when they, as, as far as a bait, show, uh, bait shop owner, they broke the mold when, when it comes to John, or he broke the mold, because he was one of the kindest, most generous. I'd go into Smokies, and he'd try and give me 10% off. And I'd say, John, I don't need 10% off. You know, he's got to make a, you know, make a living there. But, I mean, he, he was, you know, he, kind of funny. That's why I think it was Andy who said, Smokey's Bait Shop, if we break even, that's like we're making money. So, uh, kudos to him. And uh, I think we got a caller now. Okay, who do we got? All right, let's go to Jerry in Johnson Creek. Hey, Jerry, good morning. Jerry, hi, Tom. How you doing? Good, good. What, oh, yes. Okay, what's up, Jerry? Mirror Kelly, some of the shows when you had them with kids and Kelly Cody and Rachel and that. Well, we had two eight deer running around here all summer. Oh, yeah. And one had a little black spot on the right side, and the other one was all snow white. Well, it oh. happened to somebody two nights ago. Shot at him. Oh, no. Yeah, one was in a dumpster in Lake Mills, had black spot on it. And the other ones around around here wounded now. Yeah, wow. What no, kind of jerks no. would do that? Yeah, that's just it. Look on Facebook. Because we live out here by Milford Hills out here. Okay. And there's a big thing on it. These kids just don't think of nothing nowadays. Well, hope, hopefully, uh, hopefully somebody will know something and turning them in, turn them into the DNR. You know, oh, yeah, it's, they, it, yeah, they, got, they caught the flatbed, and they know the kids that did it. You know, it's it's interesting. Now, I used to think that any albino was illegal to shoot, but from what I've found out, and don't take my word for it, check the DNR regs yourself. I believe albino deer are the only ones that it's illegal to shoot. So if I saw an albino squirrel in the woods, I believe I could could shoot that. But albino deer. Now, there is a difference between albino and what is it called? Uh, piebald. piebald. Now, so if that deer is not totally white with the pink eyes, it's not an albino. So if it was piebald with brown spots, that would be legal to shoot from what I understand. But a totally white one, that's illegal. A, a good friend of mine sent me a video. He's got one on video down, I believe, in uh, Tennessee where he lives. And his first time ever went right by his bow stand. And then I saw something on one of the... Uh, uh, social media sites in Pewaukee that somebody saw one right here outside of Pewaukee and they actually had a picture on a Pewaukee neighborhood watch group or whatever that site is of a albino deer out here. So, I mean, they're super cool and you can see why they're protected. Yeah, but the other thing is, uh, Bush, is um, we live right next to Milford Hills out here. And the okay. thing is, you got to read the rigs because the rigs say right now, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is dough season only. Whether you're Correct. shooting a bull or whatever, it's still a season only. And this was a buck that you shot. Oh, yeah. Well, that's oh. definitely buck regardless. Uh, 
Yeah, right now for these days, it's antlerless statewide. Yeah. Well, hopefully yeah, they'll catch those guys. On a Thursday night. Yeah. And hopefully they'll the catch them. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Hello. Hello. He's gone. Oh, okay. Uh, I just wanted to reiterate one last thing. If anybody's looking for thirty out six shells or shotgun slugs and buckshot, just uh, email me, and I'll send you the. I'll email you the guy's uh, name and phone number. Just uh, email me at ceoguys at yahoo.com. So, okay. And, and while you're at, and email them and wish them Merry Christmas too, guys. And uh, also, if anybody's interested uh, in reloader, reloaders, a 12 and 20 gauge one, along with uh, some shot and some stuff, uh, you can get a, a good deal on some used stuff. So get a hold of me and uh, be glad to hook you up. Yeah, here's, oh, we got one more email on. One more. Yeah. It's a record. It's remember, a record, Tom. Remember Ranky Brothers down on Greenfield? They're oh yeah, they they sold a lot of build build your own supplies, Ranky Brothers, or do it yourself stuff, and then Joe's about Tenth and Lincoln. That one I don't know. That one I wow. don't know. Wow, but there you was, know, our, go ahead. No, I'm just saying those are the last ones. I'm turning off the computer right now. <laughs> turning off the computer. That yes. means Tom's going into REM sleep three. Hopefully after he drinks some warm milk and his wife gives him a little foot massage uh, We want to thank our, our listeners. Called in, gave us all those bait shops. But, Tom, they failed to one, answer the big question. They failed us. Was Die Hard a Christmas movie? I, I, yeah, nobody uh, told but us. Nobody. No. Ah, I'm going to well, lose sleep over that. So I'll I be guess, like you. I guess my vote counts then. It was a Christmas well, Tom, movie. And you whatever Tom says too. goes. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's all, all I got. got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll talk to you all next week, my friends. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.